Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Preaching to Myself. My name is John Hill. Super excited to be back with you. Really excited to get back behind the mic and do some preaching to myself. This is totally for me. Maybe not for you. Hopefully it is something for you that you can find beneficial yourself. Um, It's been a few weeks. It's been a while since I've uh, hopped behind the mic and done a new episode. And uh, quick recap, quick life update. So a few weeks ago, I went to uh, a big youth conference in Memphis with our uh, church's youth ministry. And it was the first time that I went to a event like that, a youth conference with my own kid. It was pretty awesome. It's it's amazing. We loaded up a double-decker bus full of about 100 students or so. Um, I don't know the exact number, but listen, sometimes in your service, in your walk with God, you just need just a reminder, a, a kick in the pants to... Uh, be reminded of why we do this. Why do I do this? What impact do I have? What am I a part of? So looking around this, this, this big auditorium with over 2000 teenagers worshiping Jesus, just, just going in worshiping uh, the Lord. it, It was incredible. It was amazing to see and to see, our students grow and change and, and push forward in their relationship with Christ. Incredible. Absolutely phenomenal. It was it was amazing. And I'm just super grateful to be a part of it. Just one of those things that reminded me of just how grateful I am to just serve in the way that I serve. And uh, it was a fantastic experience. Um, again, just worshiping alongside students and uh, building relationships with students. Usually I work on the weekends with uh, middle school students. And uh, during the week, I have a, uh, a group of middle school boys uh, that I do a small group with. So I don't usually get to hang out with high schoolers much. And so it was really cool to kind of spend some time and, and make some relationships that I hadn't really built before. So uh, just a really, really great experience. Listen, if you're not serving in your church, in your local church, get out there and do something. I'm not telling you to go into student ministry because, to be honest, it takes a special kind of person. Um, I call those people psychos. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, if, if you're not serving, serve. Do something. Contribute. You know what? I'm getting ahead of myself. We're going to get into that in a little bit. So then we were there for about a week. We came back. Uh, of course, we're tired. We were going hard for an entire week. Very little sleep. Uh, changes in climates. All that kind of stuff. You know when you go and stay at a hotel and the air is just different? The atmosphere is kind of different. And you get home and you're just sinusy and stuffy and uh, your throat hurts because uh, you've been screaming at teenagers. Again, kidding. Uh, but I was I was very stuffy, very sinusy, could barely talk. And at about the same time, my wife, uh, Holly she started feeling sick. And I'm like, how, wait, how did we get sick separately? What in the world's going on? And everybody's like, okay, well, let's, let's start taking some COVID tests. And so a bunch of students were feeling sick that were on the trip, COVID tests, a bunch of people popped positive. Uh, 
my wife popped positive, which was weird because she wasn't even with us. So the Rona got us. It got us again. For is is this the way life is going to be now? Every six months, we're just gonna we're just gonna get the Rona, and and this is just our lot in life now. Every six months, we're just gonna catch the Rona again, and it's gonna be fine. It's just the new flu, just flu two electric boogaloo. Um, but again, so it's been what three weeks now. I can talk again. I can actually breathe. I don't sound like I'm talking through my left nostril. So let's get back to it. Let's get back at it. I'm very excited to uh, to jump back in because, listen, that conference, there's just something about hearing just just good preaching, just fire word being delivered that just makes you feel like a caged animal. You know, I'm just like, get me up there. I just want to say something about the Lord. I just want to bless somebody today. And like just kind of the macho man, Randy Savage kind of way. Um, just, Ooh, yeah, I'm just brother. I'm, you know, I, I just, I want to get up there. I want to talk shop. I want to talk scripture. I want to share Jesus with people, uh, in the most violent and loving way possible. Uh, so I'm, I'm a caged animal. I really want to get into it. Uh, we had some fantastic experiences that I will get into kind of in the meat of today's message. I guess it would be the Slim Jim of this message. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, quick ad, and then we'll be right back. We'll jump right into our message for this week. All right, everybody, we're back preaching to myself Again, my name is John Hill. Listen, real quick, if you haven't already uh, followed along, I have a link tree. What's a link tree? It's a website that you go to. It has little buttons for every single thing that I have for this podcast on the whole and entire internets. Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash preaching to myself, all one word. You can go there. There's a link to the Facebook page, to the Instagram account. I just created a TikTok, guys. That's how serious, that's how in touch with my teenage side I am right now. This old man made a TikTok account, and I'm, I'm just tickety-talking away. It's going to be great. You're going to want to follow along there. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to post a lot of just cringe boomer memes. It's going to be fantastic. You're definitely going to want to follow along. Um, with that, also there's a merch store. I'm probably going to simplify it. There's just too much stuff. There's too much stuff on it. I just want to have t-shirts with the podcast logo on it for right now. It'll be fine. Uh, pick up a t-shirt or a hoodie or a hat or I don't know, a sticker or something. It'll just help out, you know? So listen, your boy wants to improve things. You know why I want to improve things around here? I'm literally sitting in my closet recording this. My actual closet. Because it sounds great. There's things, uh, cloth hanging all around me. The the sound, the acoustics in this closet are fantastic. Um, but I'm a little uncomfortable. So, hey, maybe if we improve the recording equipment, I won't have to sit in a closet. My legs are falling asleep. Please help me. Um, anyways, so... The- <laughs> This whole experience uh, at, at this youth conference, it was called Access Conference, took place at a church called the Life Church uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, sorry, I didn't say that correctly. Memphis, Tennessee. And we, we went there, and uh, there were 
youth ministries from churches uh, from all over uh, that were in attendance, and it was super cool. So they they have a lot of fun. There's a lot of word. There's a lot of teaching. Um, but on one specific day uh, during the week of that conference is called Serve Day. And so what Serve Day is, is that this church organizes service projects for these youth ministries all over the city of Memphis for one day. And each church kind of has their own assignment that they go out and do. So what our church was able to do, our students, we all uh, packed up and went to uh, a church kind of more into the city. Um, And there was a lot of uh, trash and stuff around uh, outside. We were able to kind of uh, clean up, uh, clear out kind of some... um, you know, just trash that's just thrown all over the place. Um, and uh, the the inside of the church uh, needed a lot of help, a lot of organization. They just had, you know, it was it was kind of a little older church. They just had stuff. They needed help, just a lot of hands to help the church, right? Um, and it was really cool to see so many students so excited, young people, teenagers, stoked out of their minds to be able to just be together, be with their friends, but serve a church to serve God through serving God's house. And their church looked different than ours. They operated different than ours. Um, but it, it was, it was a fantastic experience to see that kind of selflessness because at the risk of sounding like a boomer, at the risk of sounding like an angry old guy. And this is what this is going to sound like. And I'm going to warn you now. I'm not trying to sound like an angry old man. I'm not just grumpy old man shaking my fist at the sky saying, are these young whippersnappers. This generation has the perception of being the, the, the upcoming generation. In fact, I'll, I'll lump my own people in there. I'll lump millennials in there generations of people that are so self-important that uh, self-servicing, looking out for yourself first. So to see a generation of students, a group of students, young people, teenagers coming up that are so excited to put in sweat and work and help somebody else, somebody else's church in, in some town 16 hours away from us, was a, it was incredible. It was fantastic. That kind of selflessness, that, that we're just tiring ourselves out. We're, I, I don't know about you, uh, everybody else that was there, but uh, I, I was drenched in sweat. It was like 90-something degrees that entire week in, in Memphis, and it was, it was hot. Hot. Uh, so we, we put in work. We did a lot of work. And Here's why that's important. Because Christ called us to serve people, to love others, before we love ourselves. He called us to be humble. He called us to a life of humility. And that seems completely antithetical to the way that the world tells us to live our lives. 
I was I was just kind of scrolling through the socials and and this kind of clip of I think it was Francis Chan came up and he said something that uh, along the lines of one of the more dangerous things that this generation coming up is has convinced themselves of is is that uh, everyone's thoughts are so important that our opinions are super important that that we are all super important and and I'm not bashing the idea of 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 paying attention to yourself. Don't don't hear what I'm not saying here. Hear what I am saying. We need to be humble in that we're not thinking less of ourselves, we're just thinking about ourselves less. By the way, not a C.S. Lewis quote. I don't know who attributed that to him. Not a C.S. Lewis quote. It's a good quote. I didn't come up with that, all right? Humility is thinking about ourselves less. So, this is pretty rich, right? Coming from yet another millennial dude with a podcast. (laughs) Just another in the long line of millennial white guy with a podcast, but I don't have this podcast because I think that what I have to say is important. I have this podcast because I feel like God is giving me things to say to myself. And I truly think it'll be beneficial for somebody else to hear. Maybe, hopefully if it is awesome, if not, I'm talking to myself sitting in a closet with my leg falling asleep and it's fine. It's fine because I need to get this out because I I just need to, I need to, I need to speak these words of encouragement out of my mouth. And again, I'm not trying to come down on the idea of being considerate of yourself. We have needs, right? But at the end of the day, we have to look at how Jesus lived his life. How did Jesus live his life? Because I want to tell you one of the biggest scams I think going is, is that social media has convinced our entire generation that it's so important that we just have self-care. Mm, self-care. I just need to take a day for me. No. I'm not saying don't take care of yourself. I'm just saying this whole huge emphasis on self-care is such a scam. Why is it a scam? As a Christ follower, I need to be so secure in the fact that my needs are being met by Holy Spirit, that I don't need to worry about getting uh, a spa day in or or getting a, a mini vacation away from. I'm not again. If you need to do those things, cool, whatever. But like, you know, I don't need a glass of red wine and to sit and look at a mountain and all that kind of stuff. Like, I just block off a whole weekend and just forget everybody else. And it's like, where are the kids? I don't know. It's self care day. It's great to take time out because listen, we have to look at the way that Jesus lived his life. What did Jesus do? He got away. There were times when he had to walk away either by himself or with his, uh, with his disciples, with his tightest guys and go and recharge the batteries. How did he do that? Well, we've got a couple of examples in scripture. Um, there were times where he took naps, 
where, where Jesus would rest. Okay. Rest is important. Get rest. Absolutely. Get your eight hours of sleep in. It's super important. Jesus himself did it. He was in the bottom of a boat and the waves were tossing around. Everyone's like, oh, we're all going to die. Where's Jesus at? He needs to do a miracle. He's below deck. Sleep. <laughs> Jesus conked out. He's like, what do I even have to worry about, bro? I am asleep. He needs rest and you need rest. Take rest. Rest is not selfish. Okay. Don't be one of those parents. Don't be one of those people that literally the idea of, of resting on a Sunday afternoon makes you feel guilty because that's the devil. All right. You need to rest. Now being lazy, being neglectful and being slothful, that is a trap, right? There's a fine line. What is that line? Heck, if I know, <laughs> I'll let you know when I figure it out. I feel like it's a, a line of personal conviction. I feel like it's a line of what's your level of responsibility? How, uh, what, what are your convictions? Where, where, where do they lie? Right. And, and so, can I take a nap on Saturday afternoon? Probably not. I got six kids in my house. Like it would probably not be super responsible <laughs> with my two-year-old running around uh, throwing stuff all over the place. But get rest when you can, but don't be slothful and lazy. What's the other thing that Jesus did to self-care? Air quotes. You can't see the air quotes because this is audio only. How did Jesus take care of himself? When he got away by himself, he would go pray. He'd go talk to God. Self-care is praying. Self-care is going to connect with the Savior. Self-care is getting that reassurance that all of your spiritual needs are being provided for. Because listen, when, when your spirit is centered, your thoughts are centered, so your mental state and your focus is centered on him, not on me, because it's about him, not about me, right? When we make it 100% about God and 0% about us, we allow Holy Spirit to work through us the most effective, right? The more we make it about ourselves, it's like putting like five coffee filters you're like, oh, my coffee's going to be super smooth now. You're not even going to get water through it. <laughs> How's Holy Spirit going to work through you if you're standing in the way? Like, I, hey, I got this. No, we don't. We don't got this. I think the, the biggest lie that we've convinced ourselves is that, is that God won't put more on us than, than we can handle. I think it's a scam that we've convinced ourselves that we're enough. We're adequate. I can handle this. No. <laughs> There's nothing biblically that supports the idea that we are fully capable ourselves of handling everything that life and the enemy is going to throw at us. We need Holy Spirit to work through us. And that means that I need to get out of the way and let him work. Let him show up and let him build my faith 
by doing things through me that I couldn't otherwise do myself. So no, it's not about me. It's 0% about me because I'm an incapable doofus. And that's okay, because through Christ, I am enough. Because through Holy Spirit, I am adequate. I am capable. I do have the skills. But me, myself, every time, every time we take our eye off the ball, we fail. Every time we take our eyes off of Jesus and be like, I got this. I'm decent. Every time I think, you know what? I've got this. I can preach this without, like, it's fine. I'm tripping. I feel like I didn't do good enough. I feel like it's not enough. When I put it on my shoulders alone without Holy Spirit, I feel inadequate. Because I am inadequate. Because I was designed to be in need of my Savior. How am I supposed to do his work without him? (laughs) Right? How silly is that? How are we going to live this life for Christ without Christ? That defeats the purpose in its entirety. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's a scam. (laughs) How many times have I said scam in this episode so far? Don't keep count. You know what? Keep count. How are we supposed to die to ourselves daily? How are we supposed to pick up our cross and, and, and march out? This? I, I was thinking about that the other day. Just the whole concept of picking up our cross and dying to ourselves. And how wrong we have that. How wrong do we have that concept? That we think like, mm, sometimes you just have to walk through tough times in life. That's not what that's about. Picking up your cross is, in its symbolism, carrying the instrument of your death. Brutal, torturous death. How you doing, everybody? <laughs> this is a happy episode. Goodness gracious. Literally carrying the instrument of our self-sacrifice just like Jesus did. Because we're telling ourselves, because we're symbolically telling our Savior that it is just how Jesus carried that cross and said, it's not about me, it's about you, I'm dying for your sins. We carry our cross to say, it is not about me and what I think of myself, it's about you and, and serving you and worshiping you and what you think about me. It's giving it back. It's reciprocating the love that he first gave us. So yeah, we have to die to ourselves. We have to self-sacrifice. It's essential. If we're going to allow Holy Spirit to, to work through us, to change the world around us, then we need to clear it out. Our, our body's a temple, right? I've always heard that in the context of like, well, uh, I mean, let's be frank. I was, I was raised Baptist. I, it was, well, don't drink or smoke because you, uh, the body, your body's a temple. Uh, yeah, brother, did you mention that entire bucket of KFC? No, <laughs> it's not physical body. Yes, we need to be good stewards of the resources that God gave us and our body's a resource. However, comma, our body being a temple means our, our spirit, 
the the very thing that God created to allow Holy Spirit to dwell and, and work in and through us. We got to clean that out. We got to clear that out. We got to lay out the red carpet for him. Because if we just fill it with trash, with stuff, with uh, negative, intrusive thoughts, then we're blocking Holy Spirit's ability to even work through us to begin with. It's like boarding up the doors and saying, nah, we're good. No estan aquí. Like, we're not. Kick rocks, Holy Spirit. We... No, I want to. I want to sweep it out. I want to get all the junk out. Because if I can be used as an instrument by the creator of the universe to, to be a part of bringing his kingdom of heaven to earth, then yeah, I want to like be 100% all in, absolutely on it, and give myself the best chance possible to be a part of that as effectively as possible. Clean it out. Clean me out. Create me a clean heart. Take that coal, touch it to my lips, like purify me transform me and my mind and my heart into a, a vessel that is used for you, through you, back for you, for the world around me. Absolutely, I want that. Who would? Like, you'd be nuts. You would be nuts to say, yeah, I'm a Christian, but nah. Nah, I don't want, I, I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> I'll be all right. Christian in name only, right? I want to be a Christ follower. I want to do what he did. I want to live how he did. Careful what you wish for, though, John Hill. Because he was put to death for telling the truth. And I don't want to get too old school, but, man, times are going to get hard. In fact, Paul warned us about that in the Bible. If you have your Bibles, <laughs> turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy 3, starting in verse 1. Was this Paul that wrote this? I don't remember. I'm not a theologian. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Your boy is not a theologian. I'm not a scholar. I'm preaching to myself. It says this. But know this, hard times will come in the last days. Again, this is like, what, 2K years ago? This is a warning about the last days thousands of years ago. But know this, hard times will come in the last days, for people will be lovers of self. Goodness. Hard times will come in the last days, for people will be lovers of self. Narcissism, this me generation mentality, is going to create the hard times in the last days. I'm going to keep reading. Stop me if any of this sounds familiar. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, proud, demeaning, disobedient to parents, kids. Y'all listening? I looked at my demographics of this podcast. It's mostly older people. I'm going to get some teenagers listening to this. Demeaning, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, 
irreconcilable, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, without love for what is good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to the form of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid these people. That last one is gnarly. Holding to the form of godliness. That's spelled with a little g, by the way. But denying its power. Claiming, yeah, I I love God. I follow Jesus. But denying its power. Avoid these people. For among them are those who worm their way into households and deceive gullible women over... I mean, all people, I guess. <laughs> deceive gullible people overwhelmed by sins and led astray by a variety of passions. Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. These are men who are corrupt in mind and worthless in regard to their faith. But they will not make further progress, for their foolishness will be clear to all, as was foolishness of Janus and Jambres. But you followed my teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, and endurance, along with the persecutions and sufferings that came to me in Antioch, persecutions I endured, and yet the Lord rescued me from them all. In fact, all who want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Evil people and imposters will become worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you've learned and firmly believe. You know those who taught you, and you know that from infancy you have known the sacred scriptures which are able to give you wisdom for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Because all scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So how do we avoid hard times? How do we fight back against uh, the, the deceit the evil of the world, the, the people that are trying to, uh, on the internet all day, every day, trying to, trying to uh, convince you that what you believe is stupid, and they're like, oh, you pray to Sky Daddy, like, it's so weird. Well, like, cringe, weirdos. If you don't believe, cool, like, why are you coming after me? Like, who cares? Stop gatekeeping my faith. How do we fight back against that? It says it right here. Scripture. The truth. Making it about God. Making it about Jesus and what he did. His faith. Listening to teaching. Applying it to your life. The opposite of loving yourself, loving money, being boastful, proud, demeaning, disobedient, ungrateful, unholy. What's the opposite of these things? Love others. Stop glorifying money. Stop bragging about yourself. Stop putting others down. Be obedient to Christ. To your folks. Be grateful. Live a holy life. Love people. Reconcile with others. Speak life about others. Have some self-control. 
Be gentle. Love what's good. Be loyal. These are the ways that we fight back against this deceit, against these lies, against these hard times that the world is going to bring to us in the last days. That's how we do this. That's that's the generation that we need to raise up. To say, you know what? I don't care how much this hurts, how much I'm going to sweat. I'm going to put others first. I'll be okay. I don't need to quit and, and, and take a self-care day because I'm secure in where I'm at with Holy Spirit. He's going to provide everything that I need. I'm good. If I need to rest, I'll rest. Cool. Jesus rested. We're down. But I'm prayed up. I know the truth. And I'm ready to rock. That's how we take it to the enemy. That's how we take it to the world. You want to see the world change? Love other people by serving other people. What did Jesus do? He didn't do miracles to just flex. (laughs) He didn't do it to flex on people. Jesus performed miracles because he was meeting people's needs. Guess what? We have amazing resources and can meet people's needs. Notice. Open your eyes. Be connected to Holy Spirit in such a way that you can feel those tugs, those promptings to just say, that person over there, go talk to them. Go do that thing. Go do this. You should Let him guide you instead of just checking a box. That's where we need to go. That's the faith that we need to apply to our lives. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. It's good to get back behind the mic. Feels great. Thanks for listening. Listen again. Uh, get in on the social media link tree. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E slash preaching to myself. Um, do that. Join in. Um, Thanks for listening again. It's it's just super cool to, to just talk about Jesus. And if two people listen, like sick. If more listen, even sicker. But I just want to share my heart with you guys. Uh, so hear my heart. Let's make the world a better place and just crush it. I just want to see a generation of selfless people lift Jesus up and lift others up. And... and That's how we break the stigma of selfish Christians, by lifting others up. Anyways, love you guys. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Preaching to Myself. Again, I'm John Hill. We'll see you next time. Peace.